This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Do you remember those protests? It was in response to a draconian ruling by the US Supreme Court. In one blow, millions of women lost control over their own bodies. They lost the right to abortion. Many feared it would be a slippery slope that more countries could follow the United States lead. Luckily, that's not the case. The Indian Supreme Court has given a historic verdict. I know we throw that word around a lot, but this is truly historic. The court has ruled that all women have the right to abortion. The emphasis here is on the word all. It doesn't matter if you are married or unmarried, if your family agrees with you or not if your partner approves or not. The choice of abortion belongs to the woman and the woman alone. Let me now quote from the verdict. The artificial distinction between married and unmarried women cannot be sustained. Women have autonomy to have free exercise of these rights. The fetus relies on the woman's body to sustain, therefore, the decision to terminate is firmly rooted in their right of bodily autonomy. Until now, this wasn't the case. Abortions in India are regulated by a 1971 law. It's called the MTP Act, the Medical Termination of Pregnancy Act. In 2021, it was amended by the government of India. The gestation limit was increased. Let me now explain what that means. According to the earlier law, abortions were permitted between 12 and 20 weeks. 12 weeks on the advice of one doctor and 20 weeks on the advice of two doctors. The new amendment has raised this limit. Abortions are now permitted between 20 and 24 weeks. 20 weeks on the advice of one doctor, 24 weeks for special categories of women, like survivors of sexual abuse or minors or in case of an unwanted pregnancy. But even with that amendment, there was confusion about one particular clause does it apply to unmarried women? Well, now we have that answer. India's right to abortion is not linked to marital status. Now, keep in mind the context of this judgment. All over the world, there is a so-called conservative resurgence. Women are being denied the right to abort. Religious principles are being placed above personal liberties. The biggest example being the United States of America. Republicans are on a crusade to limit women's reproductive rights. What's worse, their top court is playing along. In 2021, we had Poland. The government there imposed a near total ban on abortions. For weeks, we saw protesters marching on the streets of Warsaw. They opposed the restrictions on women, but no luck. Despite all the pressure from the public, despite all the pressure, from the European Union, the law continues to stand. And then we have Hungary. Earlier this month, Hungary approved a fetal heartbeat law. What does this entail? Women must listen to the fetal heartbeat before the procedure. No prizes for guessing why this law has been introduced. Sort of like an emotional assault, if I may use that word. In Italy, women are marching for abortion rights. The country has elected a new right-wing government, but the fear is they will restrict abortion rights. We'll have to wait and watch.
So that is the background of this verdict in India. We'll tell you why we're calling it historic. While the whole world is regressing when it comes to reproductive rights, India remains an exception. The judges also talked about marital rape in this judgment. It is a very controversial issue in India. Only 32 countries in the world do not punish spouses for marital rape. And India is one of them. But in this case, the court was pretty clear. Let me quote again from the verdict now. The meaning of rape must include the meaning of marital rape solely within the meaning of Medical Termination of Pregnancy Act and rules. Let me once again break down that statement for you. Assume that a woman was impregnated by her husband, but the act was not consensual. It was marital rape committed by the husband. Under the previous interpretation of the law, that pregnancy could not have been terminated. But not anymore. The court has ruled that pregnancies resulting from marital rape can also be aborted. But this observation is important. It's crucial. The Supreme Court is currently considering petitions to criminalize marital rape altogether. And today's verdict gives us a glimpse into the court's mindset. One statement from the justice, D.Y. Chandrachur, stands out. Listen to this. A woman may become pregnant due to a non-consensual act by her husband. Sex and gender-based violence in all its form has been part of families. Like I said earlier, it's a progressive judgment to say the least. In fact, judiciaries across the world should take note of this. The court's job is to protect our personal liberties, to protect the rights of all citizens. Unfortunately, countries like the United States and Poland have failed to do just that. They are treating women like second-class citizens. Even from a technical standpoint, abortion bans do not work. You can criminalize it, but you cannot stop people from getting it. The result of these bans are illegal and unsafe abortions. We've touched upon this on the show before. Women end up going to underground clinics or unqualified quacks. They are forced to put their lives at risk. My question is, does this Supreme Court verdict protect Indian women from that? In theory, yes, we can say that. You have every right now to get a safe abortion. Married, unmarried, it doesn't matter. I repeat, it doesn't matter. But in practice, maybe not so much. Let's talk about the realities on ground. Let me show you some data. A 2018 study found that 15.6 million abortions are done every year. Remember, this is exclusively in India. And out of this, 78% were done outside of health facilities. So chances are, without any medical supervision, they were unsafe. Another report found that 67% of abortions in India are unsafe. Eight women die every day from such unsafe procedures. Just take a moment to think about these numbers. Needless to say, they are too high especially for a country with progressive laws on abortions. So what can we do about this? Well, the Supreme Court has done its job. It has offered constitutional protection for women. But the next step must come from the society and the government. Even today, let's be frank, there is stigma associated with abortion. Doctors often refuse to perform the procedure. I could say the same about reproductive matters in general. Let me now give you a recent example. A senior IS officer in the state of Bihar 
was addressing a forum on advancing women's rights. She was asked a question by one of the students. Can the government give us sanitary napkins at 20 to 30 rupees? You would assume that's a fair question. But now listen in to what the official had to say. That statement in itself sums up the problem. While Western countries attempt to shackle women's bodies, India is liberating them as of now, giving them the right to choice through this verdict. That's why we are calling it historic. But that is only half the battle won. Implementation will be the key to real progress.